Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge, So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses try firstleaf.com slash roses creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and today is Friday, which means this is This Week in Bachelor Nation. It's the first This Week in Bachelor Nation of uh, Joey Grazia Day's Bachelor Season 28. We're going to be covering the ratings. How did it do Monday night? How do you think it did? How did it do? Stay tuned. How do you think it did, Pace Case? I think it did well. Just a prediction. I think it did as well. Um, You're going to be very happy to hear how it did. I'll say that much. And we're going to give you all Mm. the tids. We're going to give you... All of the parasocial plays. We're going to get to those screams at the end of this program. So join us for that. But before we begin any of that, we must mention right now on Patreon, our Patreon, Game of Roses Patreon. I should be more specific. Patreon.com slash Game of Roses. (laughs) (laughs) Not just Patreon generally, but the Game of Roses Patreon. I am covering a program called Traders that is on Peacock. It is one of the greatest reality shows ever made, in my opinion. It mm. is the crowning jewel of third wave reality TV. And uh, episode mm-hmm. five if you're of Traders. If you not watching it, you're ruining your life. Sorry. You definitely, if you like reality TV at all, you're going to love this show. That's all I can say. But um, you should also check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Game Roses. Because right now, uh, Traders episode five includes Corner is available i thought that they dropped three episodes at a time so Mm. i thought you only did four and you still had five and six to do so i've been refreshing our patreon waiting for your corner and i just realized it's not out they dropped (laughs) uh episode one two and three on premiere day now they're trickling out one episode per week it's uh so long so hard to wait it's like drug dealers your first hit is free now you gotta pay Mm. and in this case the payment is patience all right, let's begin our program today with a very special state of the game. We got two great guests joining us for a conversation about Grazi, about Golden, about uh, third wave reality television, about... We talked about a lot of great stuff. I think you're going to absolutely love it. So enjoy this Game, game of, of Roses. Roses. State of the Game. Today. We are humbled. We are honored to be joined by two very special guests for State of the Game. It's Justine Kay and Natasha Scott Reichel of Two Black Girls, One Rose. Thank you for joining us. Uh, It's always a pleasure to talk to you. It's been a minute since we talked to you, and a lot has happened in the nation and (laughs) reality TV at large. And I know you guys are covering a lot of other shows now, including Traitors, which I want to get to. Um, <laughs> yeah, possibly yeah. the greatest worry, show we'll ever made. Don't worry, we'll get to traders. <laughs> Pretty good. Wow. Talking about it. Pretty damn good. Yeah, that's correct. But let's start off <laughs> by talking about Joey Grazia Day's Night One. It just mm-hmm. aired. Got some big ratings. We're getting news mm-hmm. that it, it added viewers, which is something a Bachelor season hasn't done in a very long time. Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. the ratings did dip. Um, what did you think of it? What did you think of Night One? Oh, it's so much fun because Joey's nice to look at and i think <laughs> he also seems very nice and 
uh, like almost boring. And when that happens, the most interesting, smart, fun girls come to play. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. I agree. Yeah. They came to play this year. The rookies are, I mean, it's a competition. I don't know if that's because the, there was a big demand for Joey or what, but yeah, a lot of contenders. I think he's so obviously good looking. He's also beloved. Like me and Justine have talked about it. We haven't had a lead that we liked in a very long time, if not mm-hmm. ever. Sour past or some like fucked up thing he did last season. Joey was pretty, you know, pretty beloved all the way till the end. I mean, we were definitely team Dotton, but if she chose Joey, Charity, I was fine with that too. Mm-hmm. So I like that just going in with a, a lead that isn't fingers crossed problematic in any way. <laughs> um, and, and nice to look at. That, that's not for nothing. You know? <laughs> fingers season, crossed. So. We'll see. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. This, for us anyway, it has felt, watching The Bachelor has been like hard, you know, the past whatever, two or three years. It just mm-hmm. seemed like uh, the producers were piling it on. It seemed like they had malicious intent toward all the players, toward the leads, even in almost every mm-hmm. season. To us, the charity Clayton season Suck really song felt on his night one. <laughs> <laughs> to us, uh, charity season twenty of Bachelorette really felt like it started turning a corner, like it was going in a new direction where they were treating the players with respect a little more, and it was more about the love story than it was about how bad the producers could make the landmines that they had to walk on, you know. And I think Joey's season, for me at least, is a continuation of that. And obviously, Golden Bachelor had a, a strong sentiment of that as well. Everybody on that season, even the villain, uh, Kathy, if you want to call her a villain, was kind of championed. Do you think or can you feel as you're watching the show now that tonal shift? Do you guys see that too? Or is this just me and Lizzie in our own world? (laughs) Good question. (laughs) I really don't want to trust them this much. (laughs) Right? I'm nervous. I'm nervous to see what they're going to do with women. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, this is like a patriarchal system. This is a system that really leans on a lot of the ideals of the American dream, the great old American mm-hmm. TV show. And I don't know what they're going to do with a bunch of young ladies. But and you know that what? young lady throwing that card in that yes. fire, I can't. Both of us could not even handle it. We hated it. You so, hated her throwing the card? Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Why? Why did you hate it? Why didn't you use it? Why didn't you use it for the good of the TV show? Why didn't you uh, use it for the good of the cast? Why didn't you take it for their one-on-one date from the villain? Why? To good us, of the TV that... show, we got to see her throw something in the fire. <laughs> I think though, too, to us, it was um, it was kind of exactly what you're talking about. The card is a trap. The producers put that trap in her hand. And said, spring this. We're going to watch you fail. We're going to watch you use this, and everybody's going to hate you for it. Or you're going to use it in the wrong way. That card was meant to make her a villain. And she said, no, thank you. Let me throw Mm. this in the fire. Now, in order to throw it into the fire, she had to have a whole conversation with producers saying, I don't want to use this. Can I just Mm -hmm. get rid of it? And then the producers probably told her to throw it in the fire so it would be more dramatic or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. what she did in that decision, I thought anyway was turn the whole thing around on the producers and say, you were going to use this to railroad me. Instead, I'm going to use it to make me the hero of the episode. Now, producers, you have to give me the first impression rose, which they did. And now, producers, <laughs> you have to uh, basically bake in a, a season-long run for me. I think she got a hometown mm-hmm. out of that play. 
personally. Mm, mm. But you guys were disappointed because you wanted to see her utilize it. The card oh, might not be dead, right? Oh, Couldn't I someone hope else not. I hope not. Because I yeah. was really anticipating whatever um, crazy lie she was going to come up with to tell Joey and then the next lie to tell the girls because that's what I would have done. But, you know, I, I've i oh, never done a game show Oh, say something different is love, on so. the card. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Uh, question. You all were going back and forth on whether you were covering Bachelor or not. Now you have are coming out from behind the paywall. I'm I'm curious what what went into these decisions. Well, we came back for Joey definitely because we love Joey, so we just felt like it would be a really good season. Um, but yeah, we really just want more people to hear us. I think Mm -hmm. Patreon's been really good to us our rose garden shout out to the rose garden our community on patreon has been very good to us um we've always believed you know we think we've been an important voice in bachelor nation and um also on socials and just want to open up the conversation for more people to you know join in on the conversation with us we just celebrated six years of two black girls one rose and yeah which is insane Mm -hmm. and um yeah just want to like mark this milestone with a pivot and opening up our audience you know and Mm -hmm. we were really excited about joey's season in particular so we thought it was the right time to come and do this um yeah anything else you want to add justine if i get everything no i think that was it yeah it's Joey Mania. <laughs> Joey, Joey did this. You've got a case. <laughs> Joey's changing everything across the nation. Um, you mentioned Joey's season, but I also want to talk about a little bit Golden Bachelor and what you think its impact has been on Bachelor Nation as a whole or, or how the, the show mm-hmm. is getting produced because we now are getting uh, you know rumors that seem very credible that Paradise has been canceled due to its low ratings and we're not going to get a Paradise season 10 and what will likely be the uh, lineup for this year is going to be Bachelor 28, Bachelorette 21, Golden Bachelorette 1, Golden Bachelor 2. That is likely the the four Bachelor Nation shows we'll get. Do you feel that Golden Bachelor has affected kind of Bachelor Nation as a whole in a good way, in a bad way? What did you think of Golden Bachelor? Oh, it was great. Yeah, loved it. Same. (laughs) I think everybody did. Yeah, it was really good. Whether you watched it really seriously and very with sentimental feelings and cried every week, or mm-hmm. you were laughing with um with Kathy and Susan every week, mm-hmm. every week both. you enjoyed yourself. I was crying and laughing. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this show's never made me cry ever. Yeah, and I cried <laughs> several times during oh, the shit. It was ridiculous. But wow. yeah, I think. Part of why we turn tune into The Bachelor is for the romance. Of course, the drama the last few years has really taken over, but people love love. That's why it's such a universal concept that we all understand. And we, you know, it, it tugs at everyone's heartstrings no matter what. But I think Golden Bachelor, the focus was really on the romance and the love. It was like nostalgic mm-hmm. in that way, even like nostalgic to old seasons of The Bachelor before they really got crazy with you know, producer interventions and drama. Um, and so I think it was a huge win for the franchise um, and kind of proved to 
maybe production to audiences that um, while the drama is good, there's so many shows on TV now where we can get that good drama. The mm. Bachelor is like, it's such an old school show. Just give us the old school romance. And when they did that, it was a success. And so I'm happy to hear that it's coming back. It's, you know, Bachelorette's coming and a Golden Bachelorette's coming and we don't really need Paradise. So I'm, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that announcement. <laughs> I mean, I'm not making the announcement. Blues keeps announcing it on every episode, and I refuse to believe it. I I think it's very credible, I will say. I mean, the ratings for Bachelor in Paradise were just, it it, uh, hemorrhaged off half of their lead-in, which was Golden Bachelor. And it was Toilet City. They were losing, basically, every week uh, across all networks. And so I think ABC is looking at that and is just like, yeah, we do four Bachelor shows every year. They, They... pretty much do a bachelor a bachelorette a paradise sometimes two bachelorettes last year it was mm-hmm. golden bachelor in paradise so they've got their four bachelor shows they can cover the same amount of airtime uh over the yeah. course of the year without paradise and i think that's what they're going to try this year and i think it'll work and therefore i think paradise never comes back mm. can i just say one thing too about the golden bachelor because you asked sure. about what it did for the nation i think too what golden bachelor is is the only way that i trust diversity handled with the bachelor producers is with elderly people <laughs> okay why is this that's it be more gentle <laughs> i mean with this elderly white man who this like expose came out about that nobody really cared about like really really yeah. um i think they just handled uh the not only the love portion of it but also the intimacy, like the sex portion of it, I think they handled it really, really well. So this mm. diversity, age, they can handle. They got it. And that's exciting. Yeah. No, I agree. They they selected a very good Golden Bachelor. And like you said, there was that hit piece that came out from The Hollywood Reporter where they were like, he was actually dating someone else. And he had a different job than he said he did. And he made and that, pay that more just rent. didn't stick. That just <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't stick. stick. Yep. Uh, no. I agree. They protected him well. I think he was probably made to hide the other relationship by oh, producers. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was like part of his narrative. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, he came out of it pretty much squeaky clean. The wedding went off without a hitch. The I cried at moment. the wedding. You cried at the wedding. You cried oh. when the daughter was like talking oh, about Billy. Right. I don't know. It just Ooh. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He didn't sweet. cry when he said, don't stop believing for the hundredth oh, time. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> I don't think I cried at the wedding, but I think I got a little choked up um, during the vows. Not that the vows mm. were that good, but just seeing these like pretty old people like finding love together again was, yeah. I mean, I've never been to a wedding of anybody over the age of like, 40 45 maybe yeah mm-hmm. and so that was like just rare to see and to like be in attendance at and that was really sweet so that was where i got a little yeah. little sentimental well i think i mean this may be reading way too much into it maybe not i don't know but i think coming out of the pandemic there is um we've all mm-hmm. had to reckon with a little bit our closeness to mortality i think mm-hmm. that is like it's a more forefront kind of issue in human psychology just in the world globally and that mm-hmm. show primarily, yes, it's about finding love and all that, but a big kind of uh, subtext under it all was like, we're old, we ain't got mm-hmm. much time. They were making mm-hmm. jokes like that kind of constantly. And so the, yeah. the speed at which they got married after the show and all of this stuff kind of fit into that idea of it's never too late, but time is running out. 
Don't mm-hmm. forget, time is running out. And but I think that connected with a lot part. of us because yeah. of the pandemic, because we all came out of this thing where it was like we had to, you know, metaphorically at least stare death in the face because it was an ever-present kind of specter in, in human culture. Mm. Again, could be reading too much into it. I have no idea, but this is what I, I do all No, day. I think it is definitely <laughs> impacted by that. And I think the world events do change the course of this franchise a lot. I think that part of the coming out of the pandemic thing is that we we want we don't want like stress in our reality TV. We want it to be we want to be rooting for the characters. We want to have mm-hmm. hope. Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. need an escape mm-hmm. from like everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's always yeah. been true, but I can I, can I ask I you totally what, agree. what do you think about Braden Bowers and how he was treated as a villain in Charity Lawson's season? I we've seen worse villains. I didn't really look at Brayden as a villain. Me either. Hmm. Exactly. That's yeah. kind of the point. Like I think that there is exactly. there was a shift Trick in that question. season. I I almost put kind of the turning of the tone in The Bachelor on Braden Bowers specifically because prior mm-hmm. to him, especially mm-hmm. in the bubble seasons, all the the seasons they shot during the pandemic, those villains were put front and center as like hate this fucking person. Send mm-hmm. them death threats. This is a bad mm-hmm. person. With mm-hmm. Braden, they didn't do that. They made him a viable dating candidate for charity. And then even he got lauded. I mean, he's a hero of Bachelor Nation now because of the Christina Mandrell proposal, even though some people mm-hmm. are like, you shouldn't propose at a wedding or whatever. But they <laughs> they really they took their villain and made him likable, which is something mm-hmm. that hasn't happened in a long time in Bachelor Nation. And I think that's a part of kind of the the idea of like, you can watch this show now and not feel bad about anything. It's really fun. Even the villains are like fun and funny and we like mm-hmm. them. Like Kathy in Golden Bachelor. And I think you're probably mm-hmm. going to see that in um, in the season we're watching right now, Joe Grazzi Day. I don't know who's going to emerge as our villain. It's yeah. looking like uh, I mean, Jess. Yep. From the tone of but, Jess's social media, it does mm-hmm. sound like she's gotten death threats. <laughs> oh, God. Jess from the jumpsuit? I don't know. I just, she's Not the just like, thanks to the people who are supporting me <laughs> for the jumpsuit. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. No, All right. Let, let me it's ask you both different. about this. You're covering traders. Did you watch season one? No. Same. Oh. So oh, you really? jumped in on season two. Yeah. Just jumped in. Yeah. Same. Yep. And what did you what are you thinking of this? This show? Oh my god. It's great. But doesn't yes. it remind you of Celebrity Apprentice 2006? <laughs> doesn't yeah. it give that? A little bit, yes. The the dark wooden tables, just the kind of like visual tone of it is a little similar. Yeah, yeah. this like Illuminati type yeah. of set that they have going, and uh-huh. even like no. Alan Cummings' extreme wardrobe. I that beautiful wardrobe, I love it. Wardrobe that he has. I love it. So eating nice. up, he's eating. It. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, he's it's such a like. It's almost like a contrast from them and how even how those villains are portrayed are so fun. Phaedra is one of the best TV villains ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. ever. Cruz had never watched husband. Atlanta, and so I'm so <laughs> excited to see him discovering Phaedra because I'm just oh. like she's an icon and yeah. she's crushing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so what proud. that show is doing for me is it's kind of I've started to do my own research into these people and look up YouTube clips of all of them and stuff. If I haven't watched their original mm-hmm. seasons or whatever mm-hmm. shows, like Dan, mm-hmm. who is a traitor, yeah. I just watched a, yeah. a thing that he did on Big Brother called Dan's Funeral that is like mind blowing game strategy. Highly recommend checking oh, that wow. out if you haven't oh. seen it. 
Um, but I really love that show. It's, it's part of what I have kind of dubbed third, third wave reality TV, which is after the kind of glut that we saw of everything from early two thousands to now with just so many different kinds of shows that were shot Mm -hmm. in like a real world style. We -hmm. now are getting this third wave of shows like traitors, house of villains, uh, special forces that are taking stars from all the other franchises and putting them together to see head to head which kind of martial arts style will win in these games. Is a housewife going to win? Is a bachelor player going to win? A big brother player? Uh, And Mm -hmm. I love it. I absolutely love it. And um, Mm -hmm. I guess my question is, where do you see this type of thing going with all these third wave shows? Uh, Is it kind of like a... Like perfect match as well. I was going to say, yeah, perfect perfect match match as well. Perfect match, I guess, is exclusively kinetic contents third wave show, but... Where do you see the the expansion of this going in the near future? Mm-hmm. And will we see a fourth wave? And what will that even be? I have no idea. Fourth wave. Oh, oh my yeah. God. The fourth wave. Damn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting deep in there. Shit. Yeah. Uh, put together my dissertation. Um, <laughs> I, no I, I, <laughs> I mean, feel like these, six these shows years, are here to stay. I think... Um, Season one of Traders we didn't watch, but the casting we know what you know everyone's going crazy over. Season two they're hitting heavy with the casting. Season three, I mean, Housewives is endless. The challenge is endless. So many of these shows have been on for so long. Survivor is endless. Mm. Big Brother is endless. There's just a trove of like super villains, super players. Um, so I don't see an end. I think it's only going to keep going, which is really exciting. Um, and what I really like about Traders too, like, you know, we didn't watch season one either. I, I, I'm not a Big Brother person. I'm not a Survivor person. It didn't take me long to get to know, what's her name, Parveet and Parvati. Dan and Sandra. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't really take me long to get to know and understand them. And um, that, like, the barrier to entry to this show is is mm. pretty low as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could literally just be a Housewives fan, come in, and still, like, enjoy the show, which I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think it'll always, um, in a way that, like, Perfect Match might not because it's, mm. it's like, the whole genre of dating reality so, or reality dating shows. So if you don't watch that genre at all, you might not recognize any of these people. But I think Traders pulls from so many different types of shows that I think the staying power is is pretty long. Mm. Yeah, There's something for everyone. Also... Uh, Really than, quick, oh, really quick. I would love to know if both of you guys think this, Chad and Lizzie. Do you think that they're kind of, almost a little bit, running out of people for these other reality shows? Because at this point, we knew three people who knew other people on the Ultimatum mm-hmm. season Whoa. two. Like it's getting mm. close. It's getting close. I now know by third party. Um, somebody who knows Lexi from The Bachelorette, yeah. The Bachelor this season. Like, it's getting close. We're all getting a little close. So these ensemble casts of all stars works well because they don't have to cast new people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Andy Warhol had that famous quote, in the future, everybody will be famous for 15 minutes. I think mm-hmm. the next version of that is everybody will be famous for their entire lives. Because you are, <laughs> your mom is taking Gross. sonogram pictures of you and putting it on the internet. So there will be pictures and data of you for your entire life. Even what we're doing now, mm-hmm. to some degree, we're we're talking about these shows, and in one way or another, we're now in that world. I think that 
yeah, everyone is going to be a reality TV in quotes star just depends on like how many people are watching your show, but your show is going to be your life. I think that's coming pretty soon, but I agree with you. It is getting to that point where it's like, wait a minute, didn't I go to high school with that guy? Like I have that maybe (laughs) 10 times a day if I'm just watching TV, Mm -hmm. you know, but I like it personally. I think it's, uh, it's good for the genre. Oh my God. Yeah. What's the fourth wave? Have you thought of this? What's your thesis? Yeah, I think the fourth wave is is something like, are you watching what Mr. Beast is doing at all? Yes. No, Justine only just doing about him. Yeah. I don't yeah. watch his content. I just know what he's doing. It's what's he doing? It's very <laughs> impressive. He obviously has more money than anyone. He's the he's the biggest YouTuber yeah. in the history of the platform. He's right. making his own reality shows reality show. that are based on uh, oh. like psychosocial kind of dynamics. So he'll put like, for example, one of them is he put two people in a grocery store and he said, every day that you survive in here, you get more money up to a million dollars, I think it was. And they're like, OK, great. So these two people have to live in a grocery store for like a month or whatever it was. Every day when they go to sleep, they send in crew to take out like the cereal aisle is just gone. And when they wake up the next morning, they're like, what the fuck? And so it's like, are you going to tap out as wow. we slowly take away your creature comforts? Oh my um, God. But I think fourth wave is something like that. It's like independently produced mm-hmm. reality TV shows that require, huh. the, you're talking about barrier of entry, require nothing. Like you'll be able yeah. to make it on your MacBook with a little AI. And I think that's wow. probably where it goes. Making reality shows for smaller groups of people mm-hmm. that are germane to like things specifically in their lives, potentially. Potentially. Look, we'll I'm see. excited for the Justin and Susie show. Speaking of making your own reality oh show, I'm God, like, they're going to make their own reality show. Yeah. Justin and Susie? Who? Oh, Justin Glaze. Yes, and Susie. I was like, wait yeah. a second. Who? <laughs> big announcement. Yeah, I know. They made, they made their big announcement. Um, speaking saw. of social media, what do you both think of where social media is in terms of how it relates to these reality shows now? We've seen a big dip in uh, Bachelor players numbers, but other shows are getting big upticks. And is it just a matter of what's the most popular show at the time? Or is it that people are moving to TikTok? Or <laughs> what is going on in your opinions with, with social media as it relates to all this? I feel like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like social is getting so diluted. There's just so many people like on it. <laughs> and I think um I think Justina and I, are, and I were just talking about this. Like there's so many people on Instagram alone who have over a million followers. Like I don't even know who these people are. So I think it's just the content's getting diluted, the number of people, the demand for stars on the con- like it's just getting too hard, I think to garner as many people and then i think with content just on tv a lot like there's so many tv shows there's so many movies Mm. like i think people are kind of i don't want to say maxed out but like how many people can you follow how many people do you care about to follow at some point you have to kind of just like hone in on your core group of creators that you're you know invested in so i think a little bit of that could be happening um yeah i i and then I think, yeah, with The Bachelor, like we're, I haven't been following the numbers yet for the uh, contestants, but we saw like with Zach's season, like previous seasons, like they're not getting, you know, the numbers that they used to get. I think, um, I think at least what we saw with Cass Biles for this season, like a lot of the girls, their Instagrams all kind of look the same. Mm-hmm. so it's like what is the value add for me to follow another girl doing another girl with you know another get ready with me 
So I think people are kind of just maxed. I don't know if they're maxed out on content or they're really looking for something different, like a Mr. Beast who's creating content you've never seen before. The girl needs to uh, just do voodoo doll videos. (laughs) Yeah, you got to get real niche with it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, especially with the, the emphasis that social has on video now. There's not really room for you to be cookie cutter as much as there used to be. I mean, there is, obviously. You can always do the same thing in the same voice and do the same influencer voice and whatever. But I think um, there's a lot of emphasis now on nuance. I don't know if you guys have heard about Corporate Erin. No, what's Corporate Erin? Oh, Uh, Corporate Erin is hilarious. Hilarious. Corporate Erin is a Black woman who has this crazy wig that she puts on and a really interesting manager voice. She says these she's the manager of big management at big management managers. And she <laughs> just yesterday I watched a video of her doing a pregnancy, like a maternity leave video. And she was talking about the pregnancy portal. And she was like, well, you have to log into the pregnancy portal and then you can just <laughs> tell us if you're pregnant or not. And then, you know, we'll give you like 48 hours of maternity leave. And then you got to come back and like log into your pregnancy portal. And she's making fun of how terrible managers are. Yeah. But she's all over the place. She's on the news, everything. So there's something in nuance that lives in nuance that a lot of Bachelor contestants don't have access to because they're all trying to be Hannah Brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I do think that the the kind of social media path for most bachelor players has become really distilled down to that. It's Hannah Brown, Hannah Godwin do exactly Mm -hmm. what they're doing. And maybe that is a little outmoded. Now things are changing. And I do think you're right. You have to bring something more to the table. You got to be funny. You got to be creative. You got to be doing something interesting, but even the people who are doing that, at least in bachelor aren't seeing the big gains, but we still do see big gains. Like love is blind people. Brett and Tiffany, they both hit over 500K that season. And granted, mm-hmm. they were the the star couple of that season who were like massively supported by producers and everything. But, um, you know, that being said, even the, the other players on that season all cracked 100K, which is something mm-hmm. that you don't see that often now in Bachelor. Uh, mm-hmm. I always wonder if it's just a matter of that. Like the the amount of followers that the big stars get from certain franchises, I think is kind of indicative of the cultural impact of that show. And I think love is blind. Now it's kind of like hard to argue that that's the biggest dating show that exists currently bachelor's Mm -hmm. kind of like a close second, I suppose. But um, anyway, I was just curious what you guys thought about uh, where we're going with the social media numbers. What is your, what is your favorite show that you are covering? Ooh, I mean, right now we're covering Bachelor, we're covering Real Housewives of Potomac, um, oh, and then we have a show that yes. drops on Thursdays called Girl, What You Watching, which is kind of a hodgepodge. We kind of just catch up on what we're watching that week on TV, so it changes. So this week was the Traders. We'll probably keep doing Traders because we're both watching it. Um, <laughs> Don't you think Karen from Potomac should be on Traders? <gasps> if who is? Yes. I've been or just like Karen. casting who from the Housewives oh, I want to be, and I'm yeah, like, I want Karen, I want the Countess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The Countess would be really good. She would get eliminated like night one. It would be <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're we're watching a lot of stuff. Like we talk about Drag Race a lot. We've been talking about Traders. We both watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I just talked about The Bear recently. Um, mm. So the best kind of a little, comedy in a bunch. Yeah, best comedy. Yeah. Supposedly. Oh, The Bear. Yeah. Yeah. One. Supposedly, it's a comedy. comedy. It's a good one. I love that one. It is good. 
Well, thank you both so much for joining us. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Any other any other hot takes in the nation? Where can people find you? Ooh, hot takes in the nation. Jeez, the pressure. Like, <laughs> trying to think of something like <laughs> any deep conspiracies. Like I used to have one called Phantom Night One that was in season sixteen <laughs> that they of Bachelorette that they actually shot a night one with all the guys, including Dale Moss, coming out to meet Claire Crawley. Then the pandemic lockdown went into effect. They scuttled it and had to redo night one again when they went to uh, the resort in Palm Springs. Oh it's God. been disproven again and I still maintain again that again. it's true and happened. <laughs> you maintain, okay, I can see that. What do you- I can see that too. I mean, I can share my theory on what I think they're, the, the editing with Joey, the season, the end, the yes. final edit. I yeah, think what do you think? Based, I think it's, um, you know, they always have the moment where they break up with the runner up and mm -hmm. then like soon after the winner comes in and then they propose. Mm -hmm. We never see that in between moment where the person's like really heartbroken after mm -hmm. just breaking up with someone. I think they're just showing us that moment. That's I think what he it just seems like to me. Right. He just broke up with his runner up and now but... he's with production. He's crying. He's yeah. going to clean up and then come and propose. I think they're just showing us that footage that we never really saw. Interesting. I'm getting tricked, I mean, though, they because do... they say there's a historic thing, too. That's yeah. never happened. So, what do you mm -hmm. think that is? Mm -hmm. And I know they overblow that shit, but like mm -hmm. usually, yeah. technically, they are correct when they say those things. They never outright lie. Mm -hmm. Maybe he breaks yeah. up with someone mm -hmm. and then calls the car back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, oh. that could be it. He called. He in that moment of like in that in between, he's like, I, I, I fucked up. I chose the wrong person. And they get the girl back, and then he has to, he has to do another breakup with the second oh. girl. God, that would be horrible. That like would be television. horrendous. Yeah, we'll go live on Instagram. Then again, I'm like, I don't know. Then I think they would call it the most dramatic season if that were true. Yeah, they would so, call it the most dramatic. dramatic. Yeah, definitely. That would yeah. be, though. That would, that would, would live be, up to that. Truly. Uh, that description, I think. God, I hope like that happens. Ari that would be intense as hell. And then you obviously know who The Bachelorette is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Better be. I know. Wow. Yeah, oh maybe God. that's true. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. I hope it's not mm. a letdown. I don't think yeah. it will be because I just, for what it's worth, I think the people who are making the show care about it again in a way that they haven't in a while. I think they've mm -hmm. got some new blood in the, the producer mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. hierarchy. Feels and like I know it. that that new blood isn't necessarily the, the ones making the huge creative decisions, but I think they're affecting how the show is getting put together. Even there was something that I noticed in, in this uh the night one that was just a shot selection that we'd never seen in bachelor before they used a drone mm. to fly in over the pool toward the mansion just changing like the angle of how they present the mansion made it feel a little new even though it's mm. the same fucking mansion they're just shooting mm -hmm. it from a different angle using a different technique even mm. something like that that like they clearly haven't even thought about for the past 20 years is right. somebody in there is like oh what if we did this and they were like you know what let's try it even mm -hmm. just that attitude of yeah. like, yeah, fuck it. Newness. Let's have fun with this again. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's coming through the document, but mm -hmm. maybe it's just me. I don't know. No, oh, I think so. I could see that. We, I think we also we recorded with um, Rose Pricks this mm -hmm. week as well. And they pointed out something we didn't notice when the girls were coming out of the limo. They used to have the opening packages where they'd show like five girls opening mm -hmm. package and then start limo. This time they kind of like spliced it together, like a limo with a package. Yeah. A limo with they a package. They started doing that a couple seasons ago, and and we noticed oh, really? that as well. And we were like, "That's Keep how you do it." New. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because yeah. then you can track yeah. who they're actually talking about. 
Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. You don't remember when they're front loaded like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, where can everyone find you both on the socials? Yeah. Well, and- thanks for having us, guys. This was fun. Yes. Always. We love recording with you guys. And we're happy mm-hmm. to have you on. What are you coming on? Next week? Next week on yeah. our pod? Next- we can't yeah. wait. I'm yeah. excited. excited. <laughs> to discuss um, episode two of Bachelor. Yes. You can listen to us everywhere podcasts are found. We're everywhere now, guys. So mm-hmm. after you listen to Game of Roses, come listen to us. Um, and yeah, we our Bachelor recaps drop on Wednesdays. As I said, we're doing Potomac currently on Tuesdays. On Thursdays is our Girl What You Watching, where we're talking about all kinds of different TV shows. Uh, we'll be covering Love is Blind. That's coming up soon. So you mm-hmm. can listen to the as well. And yeah, find us on Instagram, on TikTok, on Patreon for some video and bonus content. Um, and yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, Our pleasure. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank true. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like clues who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces, Okay. they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince king yourself or Quince queen. Go to quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Clues, mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect t-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in Onyx. That's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims game of roses is sponsored by better help 
clues. Uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills, you know, the... The whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Can't thank Justine and Natasha enough for joining us. They're always very insightful. uh, An incredibly important voice in the nation. And now we will move on to that portion of our program in which we discuss all the movements across social media of our favorite players, as well as, again, you're going to want to hear this, the ratings for Joey Grazia Day's Night One. This is This Week in Games. After years of what seemed to be an inevitable slide into oblivion by all network TV shows, Night One of Joey Grazia Day's Bachelor Season 28 has done the impossible by, listen to this, adding more viewers. <laughs> what? Yes. Had more, more than last year? More total viewers than Shawcross's uh, Night One. This is a feat that has only happened Wowie. a handful of times over the course of the show's rich history. While the ratings did follow the unavoidable trend of network TV death with a 25% dip from Zach Shawcross's premiere, Grazie managed to increase total viewership by about 3%, raking in 3.178 million viewers and earning a 0.53 in the 18 to 49 year old demo. That number was enough to dominate the field across all network TV, laying waste to AGT Fantasy League on NBC with a 0.37, The Neighborhood on CBS with a 0.35, and the season debut of America's Most Wanted on Fox, which limped into the contest with a 0.29. Joey Grazia Day is certainly a more compelling bachelor than his predecessor, Zach Shawcross, but does that alone account for this historic viewership number, or... Is it perhaps that everything we've been saying here at Gore in this year of our Gord, 2020 Gore, uh, is everything that we've been saying about how to save the Bachelor franchise actually now being implemented? Sound Sound off. off In your five-star reviews. This is my new update to sound off in the comments. Yeah. Don't sound off in the comments. Sound off in the five-star reviews. Thank you. I love it. Um, I'm really proud of us. I think we manifested this through uh, Opto 2023. I agree. And our episode where we said all the changes that need to happen. (laughs) I mean. And now. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Mm, Very gracious. Thank you. (laughs) 
Now for those crown gains, Joey gained 33.4K on Instagram for a total of 250K followers and gained 14.5K on TikTok for a total of 15.7K followers. Mm. Now for the top five Instagram gains. This is as of today, Thursday, January 25th. Number one, the Christmas tree enthusiast Daisy Kent gained 42.3K for a total of 61.3K Instagram followers. Just for, um, you know, measurement statistics here in terms of that gain, do you know Mm -hmm. how many followers Zach Shawcross gained his first week? 13k 4100 oh no that's correct so we're we're seeing a a drastic increase a 33.4k gain as opposed to 4000 we're seeing a drastic increase in the social media engagement of at least our crown uh moving on sorry to derail our oh, that's important info. Second place Instagram gain is night one girl, Sandra Rabadi, gaining 7.1K for a total of 11.6. Dark Seeker has a note here for us. Throughout the week, Sandra's following was going from 12K to 15K before landing on 11.6K. All dramatic movements and numbers too high for a night one girl with zero screen time. I put her profile into a fake follower software and only 17% of her following, about 2,000, is active and 83% of her followers are inactive bots. Dark Seeker. Interesting. Doing the hard work to get to the bottom of these Nothing gains. Nothing gets past Dark Seeker. <laughs> That's right. This looks like a very suspicious 7.1K gain to the Dark Seeker. She mm-hmm. will get to the bottom of it. Rest assured. I know that maybe some people think that's bad, but if you're a night one player, I kind of think this is a good thing to do. Oh, yeah. She shouldn't have stopped it at 7.1K. She should have yeah, paid $150,000 to have cracked a million Instagram followers. <laughs> Let that be the story. How it the fuck did she expensive. do that? Huh? Hey, she made it on gains, so yeah. it was successful in, a little, in some regard. A little, little juice out of it. Third place goes to FIMP recipient Leah Kayanen, gained 4.3K for a total of 9K. And Vin Diesel's protege, Maria Georges, gained 3.9K for a total of 24.4. Rounding out the top five is voodoo doll enthusiast Kelsey Anderson. She gained 2.6K for a total of 7.4K. And so the top five Instagram chart of Bachelor Season 28 is in first place. Daisy Kent takes that top spot with 61.3K. Friend of Vin Diesel, Maria Gorgas, moves down to second place with 24.4K. Edwina Dorber, third place, 11.7K. Fourth place, Night One Girl, Samantha Washington, 11.1K. And Star Skyler, 10.1K. Zero K. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? That name is hilarious to me. Star Skyler. I don't know if that's a real name or not. If it is, her parents were like, our last name is Skyler. Let's name our daughter Star. It's just great. Hmm. It's like having a last name Money and then naming your son Cash. Things of that nature. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Anyway, it's top five TikTok chart coming right up. <laughs> Kira Brush sits at the top of the mountain with 118.6K. Star Skyler in second with 74.7K. Probably for her name alone. 
Third place in that Gen Z social media chart is Daisy Kent, 73.9K, has gained 33.1K. Nice. I think I know why. She has some great pair of social plays coming up. Fourth, speaking of great pair of social plays, Edwina Dorber is in fourth with 62.6K. And Jen Tran is in fifth place with 20.3K. Now, what do you got? You got something? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, uh, that look on your <laughs> face. I was like, "Are you about to deliver some hot tea on Edwina Dorber?" Um, um well, she's in the parasocial plays as well. Oh, That's all I'll say. Can't wait. The tear play extraordinaire. Well, up next, we got all those delicious tids for you. This is Bachelor Nation news. Bachelor Nation news. Up first in Bachelor Nation news, two superstars that everyone in the nation already thought were dating have made it official. Bachelor Season 26 Final Rose Rejector Gore Girl Susie Evans and Bachelorette Season 17 Runner-Up and Glaze family member Justin Glaze are a couple. The All-Stars gave E their exclusive relationship announcement via interview this week. Evans didn't beat around the bush, saying, Justin is my boyfriend. We're dating. Glaze met Evans in November 2022, not long after her relationship with former The Ultimate Viking came to an end when he needed a videographer for a work project and slid into her DMs. And it turned out they had more in common than date cards and roses with the East Coast natives moving to Los Angeles within six months of meeting each other. And while they always had a flirty rapport, their relationship remained platonic, Evans said. (laughs) Evans said, Justin dated people, I dated people. So the narrative of us being truly just friends was true. It wasn't until October 2023 in the city of icons, a.k.a. Los Angeles, they began to turn up the heat on their friendship. After a fateful night at a bar with some friends, they realized they were the only ones from their group still there. Susie had left her her car at Justin's place, but before they headed back, she suggested they make a pit stop at a (laughs) 7-Eleven for some snacks. Glaze remembered the event by saying... I was like, oh, this tone seems a little bit different. In the back of my head, I was like, if you're serious, I'm serious. That was kind of my mindset. I'd always been testing the lines, and I wasn't sure if she'd go for it. So I didn't want to cross those boundaries. When they got back to Glaze's domicile, they revealed their hidden desires. (laughs) Glaze recalled, we had a really nice conversation, and I kind of just went for it. I was like, hey, listen. I don't know where you stand on our friendship or relationship. Obviously, I respect you so much and I appreciate our friendship, but I'd be lying if I said I haven't thought about if there's potential for more than a friendship, just given the natural chemistry that we had as friends. Then, the couple engaged in their first chemistry play with some kissing on Glaze's couch and their relationship was notched up from platonic to romantic. But not wanting to mess up the dynamic of their friend group, they tested out their romance in private for the first few weeks. Mm, And while they eventually told a few pals, they still wanted to keep things pretty hush-hush for all the right reasons. Now, three months and several flirty Instagram posts later, they're going strong and happy to be able to publicly display their affection for one another on social media. Congrats, go out to Evans and Glaze. While we're sad, we won't get to see the Glaze family dynasty continue on Perfect Match Season 2. Oh, my God. We couldn't be That's happier. That's what I wrote about it in the 
parasocial place too. That that's my main takeaway from this is that oh fuck he's not gonna be on perfect match. Uh, we couldn't be happier for the score girl and her new official boyfriend. Love this power couple. I'm so excited to see the content coming out of it. Speaking of secret romances in the nation, our next item of Bachelor Nation news involves Gore Girl Caitlin Bristow, the one true goat, and Bachelorette Season 16 second half ring winner and five-part PTC maestro Zach Clark fueling the rumor mill once again after they were seen enjoying one another's company in influence country. That's New York City. Whoa. Last Saturday... Bristow and Clark were spotted in a nightclub making mutual merriment in a clip shared via Bachelor Nation Scoop's Instagram account. Bristow and Clark were engaged in claw play, featuring a high-level handhold as they danced to one of Tiesto's most thoughtful EDM anthems, Wasted. <laughs> During the video's thrilling climax, Bristow is seen wrapping her arms around Clark and pulling him into a level two hug. What's a level two hug? You know what it is. Okay. <laughs> In earlier clips shared on Saturday, the unofficial pair were seen enjoying a tantalizing meal together in New York's West Village. What was Bristow's official motive for the trip to influence country? Clark's coming-of-age celebration, which took the form of an 80s-themed soiree? For most, it takes minimal effort to conjure the memories of footage from Bristow's New New Year's Eve party, hosted at her own home in Slider Country. That footage featured Bristow performing another arm-wrapped-to-hug maneuver that left the nation to speculate about the true nature of their relationship. For the record, I told Clues, it seems like they're dating and he denied me. Is this new footage hard evidence of a new high-level all-star player romance? Or is it nothing more than casual friends, fun flirtation, fueling fourth audience fornication fabrication? (laughs) Wow. Wowie. <laughs> Had to be done. Casual friends, fun flirtation, fueling fourth audience, fornication, fabrication. Up <laughs> <laughs> next to Maturation News. Perhaps the best play- tier player of all time, Ashley I. Kennedy is pregnant again. The creamy Caesar enthusiast took to Amazon Live with the man she forces to dress as Aladdin uh, last Monday to make the announcement. <laughs> Jared Iaconetti said, we want Dawson to have a sibling. That's very important. Both of us come from families with two kids, so we wanted to give that to Dawson. They better name it, Pacey. Mm. The Iaconetti's partnered with Amazon, heard of it, sharing a few of their must-haves as the Poe rival enters her second pregnancy. The man whose friend zone was dismantled by Ashley Iaconetti described his love of the Jeff Bezos-created online delivery corporation by saying, Amazon is just a freaking lifesaver. I mean, we're very lucky that we live in a time where we can get something literally a day or two after we order it. Ashley revealed that her pregnancy has been easier than her first saying, I had, I don't know how to pronounce this, hyperemesis. Is that right? Hyperemesis. Sounds right. Hyperemesis hypermesis gravidarum last time so that meant that basically i threw up almost every well i threw up multiple times a day up to about 30 weeks and the first 16 to 18 weeks were just absolutely debilitating so i'm just so freaking grateful that i'm not experiencing that congrats go out to this parasocial power couple and bringing another possible parasocial star into our dying world i hope if i have a kid you write me a card that says congrats bringing a kid into the dying world (laughs) (laughs) okay i can make that happen speaking of superstar players having kids 
the male great one spoke with E this week about his incoming progeny and his attitude about her eventually discovering his role as one of the greatest players in the history of our beloved game. He said, everything I have now in my life comes from my time on The Bachelor. So for all the ups and downs I experienced, I have a lot of gratitude in terms of where it got me. I'm sure she'll learn about my experiences and we'll have some fun with it. I'm sure she'll give me a hard time. We can't wait for this new addition to the nation, and we couldn't be happier for the great one, Natalie Joy, as they await the imminent arrival of what could be the greatest player in the history of all of reality television. Hmm. Joyal. Closing out Bachelor Nation news, we want to wish a big happy 40th birthday to Zach Clark, who hit that momentous milestone on January 17th. Enjoy your next trip around our fading star. And now let's move on to all of those delicious plays our favorite players are making on the telephone. This is the parasocial play, 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 play of the week. The Grazi rookies were out in full force this week. Parasocially, everything is coming up daisies christmas tree player daisy kent thank you lip syncs to the miley cyrus audio about having more than chemistry over an image of her first meeting joey the caption reads hashtag the bachelor whisper face emoji 15.4k likes 879k views on instagram on tiktok 88.6k likes and 1.8 million views jesus that's unreal i mean superstar She's she's rocketing to the top of top of the charts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right along with her is voodoo doll player Kelsey Anderson, who posted a short but sweet TikTok in which she lip syncs under the Chiron, the Delulu after talking to him for five seconds to the audio. He's obsessed with me. The offering garnered three hundred thirty three likes and 15 K views. I'm sorry, I cut I I. I messed up the order of this, but there's another Daisy Kent <laughs> play where she posted a video in which she gives additional information regarding the cocktail party scene where she couldn't hear well with the caption, a little information on why my CI can be overwhelming for me. White heart emoji, ear, uh, cochlear implant emoji, hashtag the bachelor, hashtag hearing loss, hashtag cochlear implant. If you have hearing loss slash CI, do you struggle in large groups? Three hours ago, 107K views already. Wow. The most successful tier player of night one, Evelyn Clark, made an extraordinary play this week, if you didn't see it. She referenced her quantity of tiers with relation to tier play legacy. She took the video of Ashley Iaconetti giving Kelsey Weir a giant bottle of champagne as an award on the after the final rose, or no, it was the Women Tell All of season 24, Bachelor season 24, uh, this is my girl. Thank you for representing us emotional girls. And Evelyn spliced that together so it looks like Ashley Iaconetti is giving the champagne bottle to Evelyn. Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular, never the same, totally unique, <laughs> completely not ever been done before, unafraid to reference or not reference. The caption reads, when you're triggered because guys you dated never gave you flowers. Dead flower emoji broken heart emoji hashtag bachelor hashtag crying hashtag sad 14.7k views the attention to legacy here uh 
it, it cannot Unmatched. be understated. I mean, she, to take what you have of your night one performance, which is literally just tear play, other than her being on that giant chair, and to make this out of it, it's incredible. We need Ashley I to, to repost this, though. Hopefully she will. Are you still supporting the emotional girls? We don't know. Question mark. Radio chemist player Caitlin DeBacker made an Instagram post illuminating the meaning behind her night one dress. A single slide image with the caption, I take immense pride in debuting on hashtag The Bachelor while showcasing my Vietnamese heritage through wearing an, I'm going to botch this, AO dye. The representation of Vietnamese traditional clothing on American television is rare, and the overwhelming love and support for my choice was truly heartwarming. As a half Vietnamese American, navigating my Asian identity can be challenging, given that many people don't readily recognize my Vietnamese or Asian background, leading to moments of isolation. However, the unwavering support and teachings from my family have been instrumental in shaping my understanding of what it means to be a Vietnamese American. I aspire to authentically celebrate being an Asian American on the show, encompassing both traditional and modern perspectives. Rose emoji. Uh, door emoji? Don't know what this emoji is. Nor do I. Red door. Sister player Lauren Hollinger racked up 882.6K views and 124.8K likes for her It Takes Two Beer Shotgun Limo exit TikTok. The Chiron reads... Interviewer, do you have any special skills? Me, caption, knew this would come in handy one day. Hashtag FYP, hashtag The Bachelor, hashtag Bachelor Nation ABC1. Million views. Fire player Leia Kamnan made a parasocial play coordinated with her double play of the game, Burning of the Card, under the Chiron when they make you wait months to open a secret advantage that will help you in your journey to find love, but it's literally the most toxic piece of paper they could have ever given me. She lip syncs to the audio, what a waste of my day. She saves any possible backlash with the caption, which reads, y'all had me stressed night one. Still grateful though. Okay, love you, bye. Hashtag The Bachelor, hashtag Bachelor Nation, 4.2K views. The fourth audience got into the mix this week at Students of The Bachelor made an extraordinary TikTok to the popular format We're X, of course We're Y. In it, they said, we're taking a Bachelor Nation class. Of course, this is our required text, holding up how to win The Bachelor. They even recreate Hannah Brown's infamous pedestal move, as well as ask Bachelor alumni to Zoom with them. Thank you for including our textbook in this incredible play, and we hope that you get all the players you asked to interview, including Askins Kathy. This, of course, is from uh, Dr. Adrian Stoner's bachelor class at DePaul. I love this. The the in, I love this. I'm Joey. I love that. Uh, <laughs> the intellectualization of The Bachelor is a long time coming. Our crown Grazzi finally got into the mix this week. He took our advice to make par parasocial staring contest social media plays and did a joint one with the Jimmy Kimmel Instagram. In it, Grazzi crushes Kimmel's co-host Guillermo in a gaze play contest, just like we knew he would. Joey also made a beautiful first TikTok. He contrasts happy pictures of himself under the Chiron, telling people I'm the Bachelor, and then sad pictures under the Chiron, actually being the Bachelor. It racked up 479.6K views, 64.1K likes. 
on TikTok, an additional 34.1K likes and 646K views on Instagram. All of these were strong plays. However, there can be only one winner. Our parasocial play of the week goes to Gore Girl, Susie Evans, and Justin Glaze, a.k.a. Sustin. While the duo has made will-they-want-they parasocial content for what feels like years, they finally confirmed the fourth audience's suspicions with a simple three-slide post. First, two professional romantic images of the pair, and then third, a compilation of short clips of the duo together. The caption reads, Okay, fine, y'all were right. Laughing, crying emoji, heart hands emoji. Susie and Justin, go official on Instagram is the name of this post. Their post currently has 190.8K likes and 4.6K comments. While we are sad to think about what this might mean for the Glazeman not being the first Bachelor player to enter the perfect match game, we are so excited for the couple and especially excited for the parasocial content to come out of this pair. One of the best parasocial players and videographers out there is now dating the painter king of face play. Let's go. Let's go. A haunting tribute there written by Pace Case. I know. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Ultimate <soon>. Vikings ghostly <laughs> scream. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I just say it for everything in my life now. It's yeah. just constant. It, it has a wide range of application. Let's discuss one uh, creature play. Gone but not forgotten. Joan Vassos, the once uh, talked about possible golden bachelorette, did a fantastic TikTok transition for her dog, Holly. Go check it out. Super cute. Congrats to Holly and to Joan Vassos for getting a golden creature of the week. And now... It's time to dive deep into the pit for Pace Case and I to discuss how our fandom of this very program has drastically affected our lives. This is Screams from the Pit. Uh, my scream this week I is particularly embarrassing, even though it's probably only a level one scream. Mm. Um. I've had the check your machine, your car's broken light on for quite some time. Mm -hmm. It's something I have trouble uh, keeping up with. And I finally got to the bottom of my to-do list yesterday and went to go get that oil change. And I'm in a new part of town since the last time I got it. And I was like, I don't know where to do this. And I literally had this memory. I was like, oh. I saw this car place that was called Palmer and I took a picture of it because it was like Dark Lord, of course. Sure. And, and then I was just, I looked it up, it looked fine. And I was like, okay, I'm going there. And so I got my oil changed at uh, Palmer Tire and Auto Repair. Um, went great. Great service. I'm uh, very happy with it. But I felt very strange about selecting it just due to the fact that it's the same name as Dark Lord Palmer. I mean, I think that's one of the deepest screams you've ever had. <laughs> no. Honestly, you say it's an inconsequential scream. I have to disagree. Um, no. How far would you take this? Would you go to a no. dentist who had the last name Iaconetti? Yes. I had a bachelor player work on my teeth once. Oh, my God. Well, that at least Cupcake. is a bachelor player. That at least makes sense to me. This is simply just someone with, A, a very common last name. Palmer right. is a very common last name. That's why it's embarrassing, yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. That's why I think it's a very it's deep level same name. Um, yeah. scream. 
I'm just saying how yeah. uh, how much trust would you put in a same last name as a Bachelor player or anyone from the Bachelor franchise in terms of allowing them to do service on things in your life? Would you mm-hmm. go to medical? Would you have a doctor with the last name and Eckerd? Dr. Joe? Oh. Uh, I think I would trust them more if they have okay. a Bachelor name. I don't know what's wrong with me. This Nothing. Is, this is what's Nothing's happened. Wrong. This is what this has is happened. Pit. I'm trusting him with my life. Yeah. Car. Basically. Like the most you get a bad oil change, your car die. could explode. We know that. It's proven. Don't say that. It's not. Pro- I'm That's just kidding. I don't think if you get a bad oil change, anything happens. You just got to get another oil change. Um, I, I find this to be a high level scream, and I'm, I'm you, glad for you. I guess. I've never done this. I've never done anything remotely like this. I've just bought weights from a bachelor player during the pandemic. Um, time to level up i know <laughs> i know <laughs> i'm gonna Just have go more i'm gonna make psychotic anyone who does any kind of uh service industry stuff medical or otherwise in my life must all have the last name by al that could be a hard uh hard order to build to fill um let me tell you about my scream it happened this week when how do i put this how do i put this how do i put this i am going to start coaching for games outside of bachelor i'll put it just simply that way i'll say that much and what has come (laughs) from that decision is now a cascading tree of other decisions that have led me to a final acceptance of what my ultimate goal in life is and it is nothing short of controlling all of reality television from the shadows i feel like we set out a goal when we started gore at least i did Um, A big part of why I wanted to do this at all, write the book, analyze the game, do our podcast, was to see if we could, in fact, influence the show itself, influence the way it is created, Mm. influence how players are playing the game and all of that. Within three years, we've done that on a level that, um, Mm -hmm. frankly, is is higher than I thought it would have been by this point. Uh So... I take that information. Do you think that's faster than you could have influenced the show by, like, starting as a PA? Uh, yeah, for sure. Because I think getting the job as a PA is probably way harder than just starting your own podcast. The barrier of entry to mm. start a podcast is zero. <laughs> you, like, <laughs> do you have a, a computer? Yeah. Do, you don't even need that. Do you have a cell phone? You could start a podcast yeah. with a cell phone. Um, uh-huh. Getting a job on The Bachelor proper is like difficult. That's that is really hard. You have to know somebody who works there. You have to get somebody to put in a good word for you. Even a PA job, even like the lowest level entry level job, is that's a difficult thing to do. You you know mm-hmm. this. It's the same as like network TV. Trying to crack into that and get in a writer's room is fucking difficult to sell. Um, impossible. What's that? I said impossible. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> and think about like specifically the Bachelor. How many PAs work on the Bachelor? Twenty maybe. That's it. There's twenty of those jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, so I think it was easier to do it this way, actually, than that way. And I think even mm. that way, had you gotten a PA job, I think being well, able to have your creative ideas heard and implemented, virtually impossible mm-hmm. to move up well, that Well, you chain. definitely couldn't have done all the shadow work. No. <laughs> you wouldn't have achieved that part of the goal. Exactly. If, yeah. If you were trying to do shadow work as a, an official employee of the show and that gets found out, not only are you fired immediately, you're probably sued into oblivion. Whereas here, we can do whatever shadow work we want. We're under no contracts with anyone. And I think the shadow work we do is strong. And the shadow work we do has (laughs) affected the show. It's now a shadow show. We've done that. It's the shadow of the pit. The show now lives in the shadow of the pit, just like Pilot Pete Uh lived in the shadow of the mansion. 
Um, mm-hmm. So all that said, as I'm now um, presented with possible opportunities to coach for other games, I am looking at a, a much broader scope of what reality TV is as a whole, incorporating not just games like The Bachelor and Love is Blind, uh, certainly starting to incorporate things like traders, but even looking at like what does it mean to come from a housewives or what does it mean to come from even like a 90 day? Could 90 day players start to come into traders? I feel like there's a couple who are famous enough that maybe they could, but that show is presented completely as real, even though it's not. That has some big, you know, elements of like producer manipulation moving in it as well. But the idea that reality television really now is just kind of your your entry-level job. Getting on The Bachelor, getting on Survivor, Big Brother, any of the, the shows that exist in their own universe, getting on that is your entry-level. Then how do you notch it up? How do you start going from show to show to show? Could you win a Special mm. Forces and a House of Villains and a Traitors? Could we see someone do that? That is what I'm primarily interested in now. Helping someone achieve complete dominance of third-wave reality television. Um mm-hmm. That is my screen. Had you talked to me about this three years ago, we were just like recording this this thing on a handheld recorder, sitting on my couch high as hell. Uh, I would be like, third wave what? What are you talking about? Now, this is who I am. <laughs> I'm doing fucking dissertations COVID? on third What's wave reality. What's that mean? TV. Yeah. <laughs> well, that too. But uh, that's my scream, is that this... I mean, that's an intense scream. Yeah. This is sucking up into... the floodgates. Beyond opening up the floodgates, I, I feel like... We've gone deep into what The Bachelor is and the mechanics of it and all this, obviously. But I feel like I'm seeing it at a different level now that I'm really analyzing some of these other games and just analyzing kind of the entire scope of all American reality television. Um, And what does it mean to be in that system, in the larger game, not just Bachelor? Like, you go into Bachelor, if you do well there, you can matriculate up to something else. Um what does it mean to do that? And that's what I'm really looking at coaching now. So even when I'm looking at like coaching for bachelor, I'm still thinking about where does this get you next? It's not an end of itself anymore to me. It's what is next? How, how do we go yeah. from bachelor to becoming bachelorette to becoming a winner of one of these other games to becoming a po- giant podcast host, YouTube, whatever. What is like the trajectory through the whole system? That is what I'm primarily interested in. That is my scream. Have I made uh, documents to this end? Of course. Have I made diagrams to this end? Of course. Uh, has anyone seen them but me? Not yet. Um, maybe never. They, they are... Um, I think they can give the tone of psychopath. <laughs> it's giving psychopath. It's like when they go into... You're watching True Detective? Yes. You've seen the most recent episode? Yes. It's like when they go into that guy's trailer and they find all the weird dolls and carvings and shit. That's what I feel like my documents are. It's like, if I were to let anybody see them, it's like walking into the murderer's trailer. Red flag. Red flag. That's right. All right. By the way, they've talked about Bachelor in both True Detective episodes. It's an interesting season. Um, I'll give it that much. Yeah, you're going to come on and do a lax episode. Yeah, I can't wait. Absolutely can't wait. Yay. Can't wait to discuss. But um, let's move on. We have one more scream here. And this is a scream from somebody who listens to the show. If you listen to this show, 
and you want to have your scream right here in Screams from the Pit, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash gameroses. Join us in the pit. You'll get access to our Discord. On that Discord is a channel where you can upload a one-minute or shorter audio clip of your scream. And also, people are sending in pictures and videos with them and stuff. We put that on our social media. Uh, today's... Yeah, the screams are getting elaborate. They are getting very elaborate. Today's scream comes with a couple of images. This scream is from Ash. Let's listen to the scream, and then let's um, hear this, or look at these beautiful pictures. Hello, Pace Case, Bachelor Clues, and Dark Seeker. My name is Ash. I use they, them pronouns, and I'm calling in with my scream from the pit. On a dating app for one of my prompts, I had The Bachelor is America's Greatest Sport, which usually got no responses. A couple of months ago, though, I got a message from someone saying it sounded like I was a gore fan. I was filled with so much excitement to meet a fellow pit dweller. We talked about The Bachelor, then other things, went out on our first date, and have since completely fallen in love. On Christmas, she and I exchanged gifts, and to commemorate our very first message, I bought her the 2023 Gornament. She had the exact same idea and bought me the pit sweatshirt. And the cherry on top is that two days later, while wearing said pit sweatshirt, I adopted a new kitten. I had gone to the shelter recently, but just hadn't found the right one, and I think the pit sweatshirt was my good luck charm. She and I named him Fig, with the full legal name, Fig Body Trash Can. He only weighs two pounds, but in our hearts, he is the biggest of bodies. The dark energies of the pit have brought me the love of my life and my new kitten, and I couldn't be more grateful. Praise be our beloved game. Wowee. Oh my god. Fig body trash can is about the best thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that is so good. And it's it's like multi-layered cuz you're like, "Oh, I seem like a normal person. My cat's just named Fig." Yeah. And then you're like, "Does that stand for anything?" "Oh, Fig body trash can." "Oh, big body trash is from Bachelor." Uh And we guy called this other guy a big body trash. Yeah. Can. <laughs> <laughs> and Ash has sent in uh, two images here of Fig Body Trash Can. Jesus Christ, what a cute creature. Oh, my. And that what a scream. Cute. I oh. mean, look, we talk about levels of screams. It's hard to define sometimes. This is a scream that transcends. This is one of those screams that says, mm -hmm. my fandom of The Bachelor has been uh, so overwhelming, become such a part of my life that it has drastically altered it. And then you get the synchronicities of buying one another the uh, a pit gift, et cetera, et cetera. I had already forgotten about that part. That's yeah. like gift of the magi. It is. That's amazing. Synchronicity ain't nothing. Does it have meaning? You tell me. Look deeply into it if you like. There's a lot of YouTube videos about it. But this is I a beautiful love the, um Also, just the idea of like putting it on your dating profile, because I'm sure I had some bachelor thing on mine. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's not something that a lot of people... <laughs> ask about or if they do then you get in conversations with people who are you know civilians it's not yeah and that can just be frustrating and maybe a turn off <laughs> i i mean we've talked about this multiple times getting locked yeah. into a conversation with a civilian and it's just mm -hmm. it just can't be done for me anymore it's very difficult to do i try to switch it to yeah. another reality show or a different topic altogether i'm like i know i have no right to be annoyed like it's they're just a normal person living their life, mm -hmm. but it's it can be annoying. Um, congratulations for Absolutely. finding love, for finding uh, beautiful fashion, for finding a beautiful creature. Um, I can't I can't wait to see what Fig does. Yeah, Fig Body. <laughs> Hopefully, Fig Body has a um, an Instagram or something that we can check out. Please. Yeah, where's the Fig Body Instagram account? That is the additional material that we need. That is I'd true. Um, 
Well, thank you, though, Ash, for this incredible scream. Thank you for these images of Fig Body. And thank you, everyone, for joining us for this week in Bachelor Nation, the first one of Grazi's Bachelor Season 28. This season is off to a roaring start. I don't think it's going to slow down. They're doing everything right so far in this. We can't wait to see what happens next week. We hope you'll join us mm -hmm. for it. We'll have our recap out on Tuesday, as always. And uh, before we go, Pace Case, what is that Dwabat? It's been 7,977 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then. Creams and serums are made of 70% water. 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in... Um three body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by get this 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the... Tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. 
Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> 